You're listening to the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast. Evening, welcome to the Fantasy Wildcard Dynasty Show. I'm your host, Kev. You can follow me on X at Dynasty underscore go. We have got the full compliment tonight. I will firstly bring you to my amazing co-host Mags, who you can follow on X at Hopsy Mags. Good evening, Mags. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, just saying before we went on air, I went to Italy for two and a half weeks, didn't get a lick of sunburn. One afternoon in Scotland, absolutely ruined, crucified. Who would have thought it? You know, summer summer is here in Scotland, finally. It's unbelievable that's happened, isn't it? Because you're so, you're so far away from the equator to, to get sunburn. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. what's been going on, but... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hot one. And speaking of a hot one, we're going to go to the grill now. Our amazing co-host, Ali, you can follow on X at FF Dynasty Grill. How are you doing, Ali? You hot? Oh, yes. This show is going to be hot because we, yeah, we've spiced it up. I cannot wait to have these two amazing guests on and to talk about our flag plants for this year. And, yeah, there's an element of spice in there and can't wait. Um, glad to see us all together, which is really nice, the, the wildcard crew. Um, yeah, can't wait, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, actually. Yeah, considering I had about five and a half hours sleep after a sesh, I'm doing all right, I guess. I banged my head a few times today as well. So I'm going to finish today on a high. We've got some uh, amazing guests, like you said, but we've also had some incredible news this week. A couple of bits I just want to share before we get into the, the juiciness of tonight's show. And uh, the first one is obviously the charity stream of we did in May. We've, we've smashed our target. We raised over... £2,000, £2,079, so just massive thank you to anyone who donated, retweeted, shared it, was a a guest, um, part of the giveaway, everyone can be really proud if you've uh, had any link to that, so big thank you for that. And then secondly, amazing news, we're delighted to announce that part of the Fantasy Wildcard Rewind show, we're going to be having a new co-host, Lewis Wood, who's joining us in a couple of weeks' time, so we're all absolutely thrilled with that news. We mentioned Wildcard Rewind there. It's the perfect segue. We've got the amazing co-host from the Fantasy Wildcard Rewind show. We've got Paul and Han. They've both been on this show recently as solos, but they're coming together as a duo tonight with us as a five. So you know where Paul can be found. You know where Hannah can be found as well. But how are you both doing tonight? Ladies first. Well, I'm doing great. Thank you, Kev. I'm loving being together most of the crew because like you said Lewis Wood is going to be joining us very soon on the Rewind we're really excited about that and I'm super excited about getting my plants down and abusing everyone else for their terrible plants (laughs) Uh, I'm doing really well Uh, I'm not looking forward to Hannah abusing me because my plants are so shit as per usual but you know um I'm used to Hannah abusing me, but no, I'm, I'm doing really well. Like you said, it was really good news that Lewis is joining us. Uh, I think it's a week on Monday is his first show with us. But um, Kev, Ali, Mags, I was here with you last Sunday. I'm here with you this Sunday. I'm here with you next Sunday. My wife is starting to think that I'm having an affair with you three. So, you know, <laughs> but I'm excited to be here. 
I'm glad that we can be your uh, side chicks as such. So, um, so yeah, we've teased it already on on today's show. We're planting our flags on the players we believe outperform their outperform their expert consensus ranking in 2023. So, um, yeah, it's sort of redraft theme. But if you think about the in dynasty, taking it a season at a time, especially win now teams, these are players that are going to be performing better than expected this season. If we all hit with our flag plants. And speaking of if we're going to hit, we're going to come to Paul, mm. first of all, for his first flag plant. So, Paul, who have you got? No, no pressure. You've thrown me, you know, under the bus here, but going first. But, um, no, so I'm going to go with Jackson Smith and Jigba. And he is currently being drafted as a wide receiver 39. So, the reason I think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to outperform this year. He is an elite wide receiver that was drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. He was taken at pick 20 by the Seattle Seahawks. And now that we say Seattle Seahawks, he has got a bit of competition in that wide receiver room. But let's go back to his college career. We're in the year 2021. We'll miss out 2022 because he was injured. But in the 2021 season... He played 13 games, had 95 targets for 1,606 yards and nine touchdowns. Now you think they're amazing numbers, but if he's he's getting them numbers when he was playing alongside Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson had 1,058 yards. Chris Olave had 936 yards. And straight away, you just go, look, this, this guy has already done it in a team with two elite wide receivers around him. Yeah, he also had Marvin Harris Jr. on that team as well. So we'll say three elite wide receivers around him, you know. So he's gone to the Seahawks and everyone is out on him. Everyone is drafting him as the wide receiver three in that team. Now, to me, he's already proven in college that he can outperform the elite wide receivers. I'm not saying this season he's going to outperform DK, but he's definitely going to outperform Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is actually being drafted ahead of him. And I can't understand why in Dynasty that we're drafting Tyler Lockett before Jackson Smith and Jigba. He is an elite wide receiver. He is an elite prospect. And he is somebody that is going to outperform wide receiver 39. Roast me. Go for it. I mean, there's nothing I would love to do more than sit here and just (laughs) pick this apart and just slam as much of this as possible. But I think yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, the 39th wide receiver coming off the off the board. Yeah, I think he needs to be pushed up higher than that. He's gonna yeah, probably I think you're right, Paul. I think he will outscore Tyler Lockett. I even remember making a claim a while ago on, on this show where I think by the end of the year, they'll be shocked to see him actually ending up with the most targets in this team, just the way he's going to get peppered with stuff and DK maybe he's more over the top. He might get more of the you know, the flashy big touches, but Jackson Smith and Jigba, if he's anything like he was in college at his best, he'll be peppered with targets. So, damn, I hate it. No, I hate that. I love it. Damn. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can we just uh, pump the brakes, please, just a little bit? There's too much of a a love fest going on here. (laughs) I can't can't have that you're stating that Tyler Lockett is not going to finish ahead of Jackson Smith and Jigba this year. I think that's absolute insanity. I would even put money on Tyler Lockett finishing ahead of Jackson. Ooh, little, little bet. Ooh. 
Second bet in two weeks. Let's let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's have another tenner for mine, Charity. And done. I'm telling you, I I don't hate this pick whatsoever because I think the offense is going to be really exciting. And I think Jackson Smith and Jigba could beat that wide receiver 39 where he's being drafted. I think it's going to be incredibly exciting to watch. I do think DK Metcalf is the guy that's going to be hit the most. I think Tyler Lockett is going to be just as good as he was last year, a top 15 finish again. Um, but I, I do agree that Jackson Smith and Jig was going to um, certainly get more work down the second half of the season. Um, are they going to go to more free wide receiver sets? Well, I presume they're going to when they've got that much talent on the field. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good pick. Um, I just want to pump the brakes and I don't see him finishing as a top 24 wide receiver, but I can see him finishing inside the top, maybe 32. So therefore he would beat his ADP. So I do think it's a good pick, but he's not going to finish ahead of Tyler Lockett. I hate that. I love it. If I'm, if I'm being totally true, <laughs> um, it, obviously he made some outrageous calls last year about Kyle Pitts being average, which was spot on. So um, yeah, that was something I wasn't fully on board, but I am on board with this, which probably means it's, it's not going to happen, but I think it will actually. So Great way to kick off ball. I hate that. I love it. Um, got me singing that song behind the game. Hey, I love it. But we'll swiftly move on to our first flag plant from yourself, Hannah. Who have you got? So I have Deontay Johnson, wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he is currently 2023 consensus rankings wide receiver 27. 27. I mean, to me personally, I just think that is disrespect. Like, he finished as a wide receiver 29 last season, getting zero touchdowns. So it's not like he hasn't got some regression that should be coming to him. I think the problem is that, one, people just aren't really into the Pittsburgh Steelers offence at the moment. They're feeling a little bit down after last season. And two... They also have this kind of love for George Pickens and they think he's all of a sudden going to take over and become the wide receiver one on this team. And I just do not see that happening personally. Regression is coming with his touchdowns. He knows how to get open and he is a target hog. He was sixth out of all wide receivers in targets last year. And I can't see him losing many of those to George Pickens. Now, we also know he's got a good history because he's finished as a wide receiver 18 in 2020 and the wide receiver 8 in 2021. So he never has, apart from when he scored zero touchdowns, scored lower than what they are saying he is going to finish as. Now, based on the number of targets he had last season, he should have finished as a wide receiver 19. So honestly, I just can't see how is he not going to outperform this ADP, even if his target share declines slightly, he's actually going to get some touchdowns this season. So I, honestly, I just cannot see the disrespect that people are giving poor Deontay Johnson. He's certainly going to outperform his ADP. Now that is a flag plant, Paul. That is a flag plant. <laughs> <laughs> now that is that is genius. Deontay Johnson is fantastic pick at wide receiver 27. Um, I'm actually warming a little bit to this Steelers offense, which I didn't think I was going to. I think Kenny Pickett's going to slightly, just slightly, outdo <laughs> what I expect, which was not much. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be passable, um, which will mean Deontay Johnson will catch touchdowns this season. If you think, think back to last season, he was the wide receiver 30. He finished, and that was with zero touchdowns. Obviously, if you go back to his average, which is about seven touchdowns a year. 
because he scored five, seven, and eight, then he shoots up to about wide receiver 20. So I think that's more about where he's going to finish as a low wide receiver two. And therefore, wide receiver 27 is, is I'd love to draft him wide receiver 27 because especially in PPR, it's going to give you so many targets. Um, and then you can't forget my last year's flag plant was Alan Robinson. <laughs> he's, he's obviously moved <laughs> over there, but he's going to do what Alan Robinson has done the last couple of years and just not show up. Um, and I'm not a massive fan of George Pickens either. I think Deontay Johnson is still the, the wide receiver one. So he's the guy that I want to own. And yeah, for me, it's a great flag plant. Yeah, I mean, great job for Hannah to to listen to the episode earlier when Deontay Johnson was my wild card pick, and she knew there was a bulletproof flag <laughs> plan for her here. Like, yeah, he's yeah, I think this is unbelievably good value. He's you know we we seen the same with you know a bit like apples and oranges here, but like Miles Sanders last year went into the year after a year without any touchdowns and then had huge positive you know gains this past year because those touchdowns started stacking up for him i can just see the same thing happening with deontay johnson he's probably you know i'd be shocked if he scores zero touchdowns again kenny pickett and that whole offense are coming back you know it's the same team the same even though it might not be the best thing that matt canada's coming back but he's coming back nonetheless and it's the same unit so you can expect to see this offense working and clicking a little bit better and deontay johnson he's He's the guy that, that's going to be open, right? Alan Robinson, he's going to be on a beach somewhere with Kenny Galladay. And then you're going to have George Pickens. He's not going to be able to separate at all. So, yeah, it'll just be Deontay having a great time. Uh, I love this pick as well, Hannah. Just great start to show with two, two guys that was definitely in consideration um, for for my picks as well. So, absolutely agree with everything that's been said. He's such a talented guy. He's had a million targets every season. Even if Pickens does break out, it's a totally different role that Johnson plays, so he's going to get touchdowns. So, great start to show. We're going to keep it rolling with a great start to show. We're doing a bit of guessing with so Max could be picking as his flag plant for this season. So, <laughs> now's the time for the big reveal, Max. Who's your flag plant? Uh, wow, I mean, this is going to shock some of you, but it is coming in at tie end 17. It's Dalton Kincaid. No. And it has to be Dalton no. Kincaid. I mean, look at the shock coming from everybody. And and here's my main thing about it, right? I expected he would actually be way higher than Tyen 17 because I was ready to argue that. But seeing that he's being, you know, put in as outside of a of a tight end one, borderline, like you know, bottom end of tight end two, I just see this guy coming in. And doing really, really well. And I know, I know everyone's thinking, but historically, rookie tight ends, they never ever show up. And that is true. Like that is, I'm not going to not going to argue that. There have only been eight rookies since the year 2000 that have averaged 10 points per game in fantasy football. But half of those came in the last five years. So the landscape is changing ever so slightly you have these tight ends coming in that are being used primarily as pass catching weapons rather than you know your big standard blocking tight ends you know Kyle Pitts for example in his rookie year historically good because he was used as a pass catcher that's what I think Dalton Kikia is going to be I think the Bills have a clear gap for an elite pass catcher you know outside of Stefan Diggs they don't really have anybody else and Dalton Kikia in college you know showed that that's exactly what he is. He had over uh, 100 targets. I think he had three drops the entire year. He played 12 games last year and hit nearly 900 yards. 
he's a really, really good, you know, solid pass catcher. And if you think about the tight ends that have come in and, and done really well, there isn't, I kept scrolling down, I kept looking. I don't see any tight end drafted in the last 10 years in that first round that has a better link up than Josh Allen. Most of these tight ends end up going to okay, middle of the road quarterbacks. Josh Allen is way, way, way better than that. So I just think that it's a, a bit of a match made in heaven. You need the stars to align for a rookie tight end to come out and do well. But I mean, this is this is an eclipse. The stars, the stars are aligning for Dalton Kincaid here. One thing I liked as well from training camp, and obviously all training camp news is you know lying season is BS and all that. If you go through that, oh he's amazing, oh I've never seen anything like it, all of that rubbish. The most interesting quote I read from the general manager was Dalton Kincaid reminds me of Cole Beasley. And that kind of for me said that's maybe how they're intending to use him. And that gets me excited for for what he can do in fantasy football this year. So yeah, I know I'm going to get roasted, but I'm ready. I've already been roasted today in Scotland, so I can't get <laughs> So I, I, I want to sit here and I really, really want to pull this apart. But actually, at tight end 17, we all know the tight end landscape is just, it's all a bit meh after you get past the top sort of six. Any one of them is, any one of them could score that extra touchdown, which pushes them five, six spots higher than what they should. Now, Dalton Kincaid at tight end 17 is actually not a bad value. When you look at the players that are around him, he's probably the player that I'd want, he's probably the tight end that I'd want to take there. And I, I don't want to sit here and quote Ali, but at tight end 17, I want a piece just in case, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at this going, is that if he has a bad season in the 2023 season, I think his value will drop and you could be picking him up a bit cheaper next year for when he does eventually start reaching that breakout age. You know, we saw it with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was what in his rookie year, there were people basically saying he's the tight end one in dynasty or the tight end two. And then he came out and he had a mediocre year. And all of a sudden now you could get him as tight end four, tight end five, you know? So I'm thinking maybe sit on Dalton Kincaid for for 12 months and see if, if he has that season that it's not as productive as what every tight end should be or what people think they're going to be when they first come in. And maybe next year you may be able to get him a bit cheaper. But at tight end 17, it's, it is not bad value, to be fair, Mags. I also wanted to roast him. But, Max, I also think that this is cheating because, like oh. Paul said, <laughs> the tight end landscape is an absolute shit show. So, literally, it doesn't take – it takes one touchdown and you're a tight end one. So, it's not exactly like – it's going to be very difficult for Dalton Kincaid to outperform tight end 17. Now, I was just – I looked at it and I was like, Dalton Kincaid, I'm going to be roasting it. And then I saw Titan 17 and I was like, how can you how can you roast it realistically? Yeah. You know, I was thinking if he had a season like, let's say, Pat Freemuth in his rookie season, you know, he didn't do a great deal of things, but he caught a few touchdowns. He ended up as a tight end 14. So I could kind of see Dalton Kincaid doing similar. And he doesn't even have to do all that much. As I say, it's a few touchdowns and he's a, he's a tight end one. So I wanted to roast 
you mags i really really did because rookie rookie tight ends and me is not really a thing but at tight end 17 i would consider pulling the trigger to be honest which is really upsetting because it goes against everything that i feel is right but <laughs> which people, is people are that, is that about the tight ends or agreeing with me hannah which one is that <laughs> but people are pricing things right this season and this is what i was going to yeah. say on our next show like i've really struggled to find uh, you know players that are actually ludicrously priced either way to be honest mm-hmm. um people seem to be getting much wiser and pricing things much 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 better yeah uh, exactly the same as paul and hannah i was coming on here thinking hey I know all the picks beforehand. We had to be some sort of uh, dealer in this game, so because we we kept it all quiet and secret for each other before for this show. And uh, yeah, when I saw Titan Seventy, I was like, "Damn, he's got me there." So um, yeah, I I think he'll have a um, better season, Titan Seventeen. Dynasty wise, what will that do if he's Titan Sixteen on the season? Will Will he drop a bit? Probably, but I think he's got such a strong market now. People are committed long-term with how the no tight ends grow and develop over time. So, yeah, it'd be a really interesting one to see how he does, but I think he'll do great. Next up, another guy that could potentially do great, Ali, who's your flag plan? What do you mean, could do great? <laughs> we, <all. laughs> we are, uh, we've spoke about quite a few wide receivers already, but this guy is especially going to break out at wide receiver 23. We're going to Unlimited. We're going to Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. (laughs) And just uh, I want to give a bit of context to this guy because a lot of people forget just how good he was as a a prospect. This is a guy that was almost neck and neck in terms of a scouting profile to C.D. Lamb. And C.D. Lamb is everyone's dynasty darling. Top five wide receiver in the, the dynasty landscape. Um, NFL scout and they graded Judy a 6.77 and CD Lamb 6.81. I actually remember Judy got picked two spots higher than CD Lamb. It's just not, for whatever reason, it's not quite happened. Um, perhaps this is the reason why this is a list of quarterbacks that Judy's played with so far. Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Rippian. Remember Kendall Hinton trying to throw passes during COVID because he was oh, the yeah. only quarterback. <laughs> um, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, he's not too bad. And then Mr. Russell Wilson, um, who obviously was not great last season. Um, Jerry Judy, obviously, his career really took off a bit last season. So 2022, he was the wide receiver 22. And then you look look deeper. In the second half of the season, when the offense picked up a little bit, and I say just a little bit because it was the worst scoring offense in the whole NFL, just 29 total touchdowns. And just for more context, the Chiefs, they scored 61 touchdowns last year. So it's less than half. Uh, from... From week 11, Jerry Judy was the wide receiver five in the NFL at points per game of 18.26. So he was really helping you win fantasy championships down the stretch last season. And then the Broncos, what do they do? They bring in Sean Payton to help fix their offense. They pay him absolute dollar to bring him in. I think that's personally a good bet to make because when you look at Sean Payton's offenses down the, the in history, in 14 years of him at New Orleans, although... Obviously, he had Drew Brees as quarterback. Um, they were a top 12 offense, 12 out of 14 years. So he, re- I think he really makes a difference and he's going to make a difference to this team. Um, so for me, 2023 is the year of Jerry. It's going to be positive regression all year, all round for this offense. I think this offense could be built for Jerry Judy. I think Russ, 
We mentioned him on the last show. I think Mags did. He's going to take a step forward this year. I think his value is looking pretty juicy at the minute. Um, and then just look at the other night, the first um, preseason game. Who caught the first touchdown pass for Russell Wilson? It was Jerry Judy, of course, in the, the second quarter. Um, so, yeah, I think um, you look at who's there. Obviously, um, Tim Patrick, poor Tim Patrick, suffered another torn Achilles, so he's out for this season. Um, Cortland Sutton, apparently there is, he is looking a bit healthier, um, looking a bit back to where he he has been in years past. But there, this is a guy that they tried, they've tried to move on, so um, we're not quite sure where he is in the offence. So all signs to me point to Jerry Judy carrying on this streak from last season. And I'm not saying that he's going to finish top eight or even perhaps as a wide receiver one, because I don't think that's probably realistic. But from probably wide receiver 12 to 18 is where I can expect Jerry Judy to finish in. Um, I recently just, just paid a 24 first for him, and I'm really happy with that. I think you can pay a 24 uh -oh. first as well, still, still and get him. Um, or, or not, because if you don't like winning, don't make that move. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just really like Jerry Judy. He's a stud. He's, he's only just turned 24 years old, so there's plenty of years left for him. Um, and I just think he's about to explode under Sean Payton in this offence. For me, I think Jerry Judy has to have a good season this season, or I think, to be honest, he ultimately will not do well in the NFL. You know, he's been in quite a few years now and he's never quite had that breakout that everyone said he was going to have. And I think some of that now is he's going to start losing confidence. Um, and I think if he doesn't have a good season this season, I think there's a high risk that he's just never, ever going to do have that breakout that we're all been expecting. Now, last season, I think he had a very boom bust profile. And obviously we know that that whole offence was pretty shoddy um, and like you said I do think there will be some positive regression in that whole offense and he actually finished as a wide receiver 25 on the year last season so he only needs to kind of improve that by two well three spots to you know improve on the ADP in front of us so I can see that happening um, he had five games last season where he was above the wide receiver 23 and that was with Russell Wilson basically being a donkey on the field so I think with Peyton this season Either he's going to be a donkey and they'll get rid, or he won't be, and they'll do pretty well. So I think I think they I think they will do pretty well because Russell knows now, like this is his last season. You know he's a proud a proud man. He wants to go out, you know, on top. He doesn't want to go down in flames. So I think he's going to do his very best to stay on the field, and I think that will benefit Jerry Judy. He's not my favourite wide receiver in the world, but I think he could outperform wide receiver twenty three. So I get what you're saying, Ali. I my concern is when I draft them around this this kind of region, I want someone who's going to be or likely to have the upside of a wide receiver one. And he does in some games. But I think, again, he's going to be a bit up and down. So I'd like to try and have someone who I think is going to end the whole season of, as a wide receiver one. And I just don't think that Jerry Judy is going to do that personally. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. So. After your comment when Hannah made her flag plant about my <laughs> flag plant, I really, really hope that you absolutely ruin this pick. But I love Jerry Judy, and I am all in on Jerry Judy this year. I think he takes a massive step forward. I'm excited to see what he does. And after the, the best wide receiver in the Broncos got injured, and now he's out, <laughs> Jerry Judy is... is you know, he's, he's going to take that step forward now. And the grill asking for Russ to cook 
it's just poetry. that's it for me. That's it for poetry. me. <laughs> let, let, let Rush cook. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, Ali, I, I love this pick. Uh, I think it's. I think Jerry Judy is is a a, a massive buy at the moment, and he's definitely going to outperform that ADP. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because I mean, <laughs> I, I'm really in on the Broncos. I'm in on Russ. I'm in on Peyton. I'm in on pretty much all the weapons. Um, even though I don't really like Jerry Judy, so I think it's it's with him being the wide receiver and the the de facto pick as such in the offense. Um, I, I do like this pick. I think there is some risk attached with Russ being able to get back on track, but I I, I fully accept that he will with Peyton there to help him. Um, the only thing I disagreed with on that was. It's not the year of Jerry. The Cowboys are not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Good point. Absolutely not. Probably won't even win the East. Go Birds. Right, so I'm going to come to my flag plant now, and anyone that's listened to me babble throughout the offseason knows that there's a couple of guys that I highlight quite often, and my flag plant this year is Jameer Gibbs, running back 16, Detroit Lions. I think when it comes to camp videos, camp hype, I'm not one to get carried away unless it's for a player that I quite like. So <laughs> seeing him smoke a, a linebacker's coach by about 30 yards was really impressive. But um, <laughs> seriously, I think running back 16, it's not a high bar to, to get down. I know running backs tend to struggle first half of the rookie season and then come to light. But I just think there's lots of ways that he can hit this, whether it be from getting a, a few fluke touchdowns or getting ton of receptions. Um, it's going to be part of an offense that's one of the best in the league um, behind an elite O-line. So there's lots of ways that he can hit that. It probably doesn't have to have an amazing season to get to running back 15, 14, 13, 12. It probably just has to stay healthy, which, again, you can never tell a running backs, but I love Jameer Gibbs, such an explosive guy. Running back 16 feels a little bit cheeky, so I had to uh, get involved at that price. Uh, yeah, um, I think we're all being a bit in love with each other at the moment and just going, I love these picks. But again, I, lo- I love this pick. I think it's a great pick. Um, I think with with running backs, I think this year is the lowest you're gonna the lowest value you're gonna be able to buy him at. I think if he has a good season, I think next year he will fly off off draft boards. I think I'm hoping he'll be the same as what DeAndre Swift was. And I think his highest was, I think people were ranking him about dynasty running back two or three, mm. weren't they, at one point? he, You know what I mean? And I think that could happen to Jameer Gibbs. I think this year he's RB16, buy him now. Let him have a season where he plays 16 games, 17 games, does really well. And all of a sudden next year we'll be talking about him as a as a top six running back, you know? People will be all, all in on him, you know? And let's be honest, us over at the... The, the rewinder always been big fans of the Lions. So the fact that you picked a, a Lions running back was, yes. you know, easy, e- easy pickings for us, you know. So I, I I love this pick. I think this may be my favorite pick of the night so far, apart from mine, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kev, well, well done, mate. Well done. Easy pick. I actually think there's some risk with this, personally. Ooh. He is not my favorite pick at running back 16. My concern is is David Montgomery, if I'm honest. You know, I, I think they're definitely, obviously, they've, they've drafted Gibbs high. They're going to want him on the field. And obviously, he is quite a diverse weapon. I think he needs definitely a lot of passing down work. 
Um, and I think he needs to try and get some touchdowns. My worry is that we're going to have um, a situation like a Jamal Williams last season where Montgomery gets all of these high value touches within the red zone, you know, within the 20 and he punches in all of these, you know, uh, touchdowns, Gibbs does all of the hard work and actually doesn't benefit from, from these touchdowns. Now that may, might change over the course of the season. We might see the second half of the season. Actually he takes over that work, but they gave David Montgomery quite a big, contract in this off season they're going to use him you know I don't believe they've given him that money just to sit on the bench so I really feel like Gibbs is going to have some work taken from him and there's certainly some running backs around him that I think could outperform him if he does not get a feature role in this offense so I'm not wholly convinced if I'm honest that he's easily going to outperform this ADP because you know, I think ultimately it's going to be this two-headed backfield. If he breaks off these big runs and he's, get, you know, getting a lot of, of uh, receiving work, then yes, possibly. But I think everything has to fall into place for him, I personally think, for him to RB, be RB16 this season. I ain't scared of Frankenstein. But yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see how that one goes. And then um, we're, we're going to move on to the second part of the flag plants now. And we're going to try and go a little bit deeper, you know. See if we can go further into the weeds, pick out some spicy ones. So we're going to come back to back to Paul for his spicy take for his next flag plants. Yeah, I, I can't. Was it was it this one, Kev, where you begged me to go deeper? I, I did it, say, or was, it, or was it the one next week that you begged me to go deeper? <laughs> I, I think, yeah, well, this week on it, I said that. I can't. I can't remember. You just begging me to go deeper, you know. On the um, pick. On the pick. <laughs> um, no. So, so my uh, my my deep pick is uh, Tank Bigsby, and I've gone full full rookies this year, and so Tank Bigsby. I don't. He's not. So don't don't get me wrong. He's not going to walk into this and have. Uh, a big role or anything like that. He's he's, but he is going to carve himself a nice little role. At, and uh, when when you asked me to go deeper, I looked at sort of this area and I looked at players around. And Tank Bigsby is being drafted after Jeff Wilson Jr., who I think is going to be the third choice running back in Miami. Well, I want Tank Bigsby over Jeff Wilson Jr. He's also being taken after Jalen Warren. I want him more than Jalen Warren. Okay, this is a guy who in college had two seasons where he was on the border of a thousand yards. He had one at 970 and one just over a thousand yards. He's had 20 rushing touchdowns in his college career. And then in his first game for the Jags, he has nine rushing attempts for 52 yards. Now, I know we don't take much from preseason, but, you know, actually in preseason, they gave him the ball. They let him run it. So why why not do why not carve out some kind of role in this in this team, and it's just, I suppose it's the same with all running backs. If you give them a little bit, you know, if you talk about injuries, they're all going to carve out some some major role. But I genuinely think even without an injury, he's going to have some kind of fantasy relevance. That he may have a boom week where he breaks off a big play or something like that. You know. And that's and that's to me is you buy him at running back fifty one now, and then you look at selling him when he's had these boom weeks, you know. So I'm sorry I couldn't go much deeper than that, Kev. But this is, can it work for what you got? 
Yeah, you can only work with what you got, mate. You know, he was he was the only name I liked that deep, like so. So yeah, Mags roast me. No, I'll go first. Um, hey, Ali, I think Ali's going first. He's he's chewing. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know he, he looks. Mags excited. is just getting warmed up. But I have to say, but I am absolutely devastated. I'm so disappointed that you chose Tank Bigsby. So disappointed because I really wanted to tear you a new one. And it's not going to happen because I, I absolutely, <laughs> I love this pick so much. He was in consideration for mine. And you say that you don't think he's going to have a substantial role. Well, I actually think he is going to have a fairly substantial role for the Jaguars. Um, I think he's, uh, when I was scouting him, I think that um, Tank Bigsby is a guy that can do everything quite well, just didn't master anything. Well, he looked really good the other night. He's looked good in all the clips that I've seen. All the the hype, all the, the talk is that Bigsby looked really good and is going to have a role. So that, together with Travis Etienne, um, is often injured. He often disappears in games. He'll be brilliant one week and then he'll disappear and they won't f- feature him. I think, look at the two standing Side by side, did you see the, the video of them two in the end zone? Tank Bigsby is massive compared to Travis Etienne. He looks really small. And the way that he moved the other, the other night with the ball was just insane for a guy that big. So, yeah, I love I loved this flag plant. I wouldn't wouldn't even be selling him when he, when he pops off because I think he's going to be a guy that you want to keep hold of for this season, next season and into the future. Yeah, at, at, at running back 51 as well, I think it's just it's just nice value. Travis Etienne kind of like, well, Travis Etienne had, had over a thousand yards rushing last year, which I think people do do forget. It's quite quite a nice little number for, for Etienne. And he's got a decent amount receiving as well. The thing for him, though, he had quite a few fumbles, if I if I do remember as well. I think Bigsby's a guy that they maybe will trust and, and feel like he's maybe more secure with the ball on the goal line compared to ETN, who's obviously a bit, a little bit smaller. The thing with this is it just depends on, I mean, this, why would you want to run it when you've got Trevor Lawrence? That's, that's the big thing with Tank Bigsby. And now you've got Calvin Ridley as well. So it's, it is a piece of the pie that Bigsby will get, but I think it's, as the years go on, especially, I think that piece of the pie will will shrink. It'll be a smaller pie, if that makes sense, because I think the Jags are just going to want to throw the ball with with Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley and all of those weapons that they have over there. So I still think he'll outscore running back 51, but I think it almost will be frustrating to own him this year because you'll see the glimpses of the talent, but he doesn't really get to use it as much as you'd like. Bloody hell, Paul. I love it. Mm. I'm a big yes, fan. fan. I yes, absolutely. Love it. I just <laughs> I have to go deep and you delivered on this one. So, oh yeah, um, that's the spot. Just um, yeah, I, I love the pick. I think he's gonna have standalone value in as a hand as like a, a rotational piece, but he's also got that sort of if ETN goes down, and he's the main man. It's he's gonna ruin that running about fifty-one um, ranking. So. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, like Ali said, I won't be selling him because I just think he's where he's at now. I can only see it going one way. So well done on that. We're going to come on to Hannah now. See if this guy that she picks is also going to go one way or could it go the other? Hannah, who's your next flag plan? Who's your deep one? 
Well, before I do that, I've just got to say, isn't it obvious that Paul's been spending a lot of time with me over the past year? Because <laughs> I'm teaching him something, you see. Are you trying to claim my success? Things. Yeah. Are you claiming my success? 100%. You made two good choices. I mean, who else would have been the influence? Let's face it. I he love would never you too, have made these picks on his own previously, would he? <laughs> He's developing. Anyway, uh, on to my picks. Moving on. Um, so, my next uh, flag plant is Michael Gallup. He is wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys, and he's currently wide receiver 62. 62 people. Come on now. I mean, I, I actually think people are probably still a bit scarred from last season. They were like, right, he's going to be wide receiver two on the Cowboys. Um, but then they didn't really actually step back and think, oh, he's coming off major injury. And they kind of expected him, yes, to miss a few weeks while he was rehabbing and then all of a sudden just be the same guy as he was before. Now, we've seen it time and time and time again. You know, these players just don't all of a sudden you know, return to their previous kind of success in the first season after having severe knee um, injury. He needed time to get back to it. And so it showed on the field. But we're another year removed now. He is healthy. And I think he is 100% going to outperform this ADP. I think people are kind of off him again because obviously they signed Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver too. Then we've got Mike McCarthy, who they think is going to be a bit more run heavy. But the last season he was actually healthy, which was 2020, and he played the full season. He did work as a wide receiver three in this offense, and he finished as a wide receiver 36. So even as a wide receiver three, we know that he can actually way, way, way outperform this ADP. And even if Mike McCarthy is more run heavy, I just cannot see uh, any kind of situation where he isn't going to outperform wide receiver 62, apart from if he has an injury. Wow, all I can say in response to that is, Hannah and Paul, is this some kind of Freaky Friday situation coming on here? Because this is this is much more of a, a Paul Pickens standard pick than than usual. Because I just I just don't see how you can trust Michael Gallup at this stage, even at wide receiver sixty two. He's he's I just don't see him being on the field. He's had that he had that ACL injury, obviously in his right knee, but he also had. The meniscus injury in the same knee, I think, just a few years before that. And I know he's probably saying that I feel back to my best and all of that, but I just I find it really hard to trust somebody like Michael Gallup whenever it's just he's burned like me because I own a good bit of Michael Gallup as well. He's burned me so many times over and over and over again. So maybe it's just players like him and maybe someone I'll mention next week that I just can't buy into at, at any price because I'm just like I'm gonna have to you know just have them an IR all year because I can't trust them to stay healthy and sure maybe if he does end up hitting the field and and getting a decent amount of the target share at Dallas he'll outperform wide receiver 62 but he probably won't really help your team win any championships either he'll be a nice guy to put in the flex spot but yeah, I can't. I can't get that wasn't, that wasn't the point. It was who's going to That's outperform true. our ADP, and That's he is. Get him, get him Hannah. There's no, get sorry, him. But there's no way he's got me outperform my receiver sixty-two. I'm sorry, I, 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 I can't. I just can't see it. It's not possible. It'd be very hard from the training bench. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be on there, isn't he? I hope. I hope. I hope for him he is actually because he does deserve it. He does. He's obviously been through a lot, so I hope for him he does outperform it, but. 
I just, I just find it hard to trust these injury, injury prone guys. Oh, injury prone's not a word. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now, Mag. <laughs> Gonna send in the referee now, Alan. Yeah, I'm sorry, we need to break break this up because this is this is a one sided argument and I'm a Michael Gallup fan. I have always been a Michael Gallup fan and wide receiver sixty two, he's gonna beat wide receiver sixty two. So the point of the exercise is this is a good flag plant because he's gonna finish probably wide receiver forty six to fifty, something like that, and that is actually going to be pretty useful for Dynasty and for Fantasy this year. He actually finished wide receiver 66 last year, and this is coming off that that major injury. And um, we didn't even play the first three games of the season. So, um, yeah, Brendan Cooks is going to come in, but Michael Gallup's still slated for, to to have the slot role. I I still think, I still think that Michael Gallup is useful for this offense. Hopefully, the offense takes uh, a step forward as well. I love to see it when Dak is slinging it. Um, left, right, and centre. Um, I love. I re- I do really like this offense. I like Brandon Cooks. I like where he is and um, his ADP. But we can't forget about Michael Gallup. As you mentioned, he's now healthy. Eighteen months removed from that ACL injury. Um, yeah, he's going to beat wide receiver sixty-two. So this has to be a decent flag plant. And for all of my Ma- Michael Gallup shares, because I have a lot, I hope <laughs> that he comes back and he's healthy and he smashes this AD- this yeah, ADP. I swear you hate me, Hannah. Like, you come on. You laugh at my Jermaine Gibbs pick. Then you pick a Dallas player. <laughs> just, just so upsetting. But I think, yeah, logically speaking, um, if they had Dalton Schultz still there, I, I would have a bit of pause. But I think they've got no one at tight end. I think it's going to be a high-pass volume team as well. So even though I prefer Cooks to Gallup, I think he'll, um, he'll comfortably be wide receiver 62, um, provided he stays healthy, which... Fingers crossed he does, because he has had a lot, of, a lot of hard luck with injuries. Keeping it on the theme of hard luck with injuries, we're going to come to your pick now, Max. Who's your next yeah. deep flight plan? Yeah, you said you said at the start we need to go deeper into the weeds, but how about we go deeper into the woods? Because I'm picking Robert Woods, who's currently coming off a wide receiver 78. So I didn't even know there are that many wide receivers in the NFL. My goodness me, 78? So... The main reason for this, I'm going to be honest, guys, I can't really call this a flag plant. It's more like a, a gentle, soft landing. I'm not really planting. <laughs> I'm not heavily planting this. But I'm just looking at what I can see in front of me. I can see that Robert Woods is being paid $10 million by by the, the Texans. I can see there's not really a lot of competition there in that wide receiver room. You know, there's, there's John Metry, who's, you know, hopefully – fully healthy again, but he's never really played in the NFL. There's Tank Dell, who, you know, has got a lot of uphill battles to do with his with his size, but obviously you do like the, the potential upside there, but not a lot of guys his size have been able to forge out a significant role. And then there's Nico Collins, who, you know, I, I, I do quite like, but I just don't see how any of these guys, barring, you know, that, that uphill battles, logically thinking Robert Woods is going to be the guy that's going to be CJ Stroud's number one target there out of that wide receiver room between him and Dawson Schultz, they'll probably get the, the highest target share between them. And I think just that alone will mean that he'll outperform wide receiver 78. I mean, just kind of what I mentioned earlier with, with Michael Gallup, I don't think he's going to be someone that, that'll, you know, 
necessarily help win you a championship or really push your team on, but maybe a flex week play one week whenever you need it, which is, I suppose you're right, Han. That's what you want with these with these later picks anyway. He's always, traditionally anyway, always managed to forge himself out a target share that's in the top 40 of all wide receivers in the NFL. I can I can see that happening again. And yeah, he's just someone I think, he stood out to me. I, what I did is I scrolled down the rankings as far as I could go until I seen someone. Robert Woods was, was the last guy on the list. So that's as deep as I could go. Damn you, Max. I really wanted to <laughs> get revenge and you know, really <laughs> screw you over with my response to your pick. But I mean, come on now. Robert Woods basically walked around the field for Tennessee last season and did nothing. Yeah. And he was wide receiver 60. So... Nah, there is no way that he is not going to outperform wide receiver 78. Um, like you say, look, he's not going to light anything on fire. He's not suddenly going to become a wide receiver one again. But I, I genuinely don't think there's any way on earth that he's, he's not going to be better than wide receiver 78. I haven't really got much more to say and I'm angry because I wanted to roast you in sweet revenge, but I can't. <laughs> I mean, he is a boring pick, isn't he? Let's face it. But, you know, oh, yeah. point yeah. draft, I think it's difficult at that point of the draft because wide receivers ultimately are not going to hit as well as running backs. You know, if they do hit, these running backs, if everyone kind of disperses from their backfield and gets injured, then they can ultimately be propelled into, you know, a wide receiver, uh, running back two or three or something. You're not always going to get that with these wide receivers down here. You know, you're just not. So you're just looking for someone who's going to outperform and he is going to. Yeah, I I feel like you've cheated. <laughs> Both his picks were cheating, right? Yeah, I, I feel I feel like you've you've cheated here. I, I feel like you've got to seventy eight and you've seen Robert Woods's name, and I feel like that's a cheat pick, you know. That's um, exactly, literally, exactly what happened. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's when you look at the the players around him, and or even on that wide receiver room in in Houston, it, there's. There's no competition for it. Why is he? Why is he wide receiver seventy eight? This I, I, I can't. I give up. This game is stupid. This game is stupid. Wide receiver seventy eight. I could see him even finishing in the top fifty wide receivers. I could see him out. Out. You know, he could finish twenty eight spots, and and you could win this game just with that pick. So, Mags, I love. I love the pick. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and go too much into it. Hannah's sort of done all of that. So. Fair play. Well done for cheating. I reckon Max has missed us, hasn't he? You know, we, we send him all this love whenever we talk to him. So I think he's missed being on the, on the rebound show with us. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, you guys are always nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you're getting called a cheat for your pick. So I uh, can't wait for about six or seven minutes time. That's going to be quite fun for my pick. But um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll come on to. Your final fragment of the show, Alien. This is very much on brand, isn't it? Yeah, we've not. I don't think we've had a homer pick yet tonight, so we're going to get one here. So, a uh, little quick quiz question. I know we're a bit pushed for time, but which 2022 rookie tight end saw the most targets and receptions last year? Um, I'll give was you it a clue? It's a books player. <laughs> 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 I'm going to tell you, it was Cade Otten. Yes, no tight way. End. And he is being priced up at the tight end. 30. Oh my god! Thirty-two. You're cheating again. <laughs> this this guy, this guy that earned the trust of Sir Tom Brady last year and saw 
65 targets, 42 receptions, 391 yards and two touchdowns. And that's not an easy feat to do as a rookie tight end of a Tom Brady team. Um, well, now we're, we're entering year two, where typically we see a really decent bump in production in years two and three. Um, and then what we look at tight ends is, have they got the opportunity? Well, Kadon has got that absolutely on tap, because when you look at this Buccaneers offense, unfortunately, it's still got Evans and Godwin. But outside of that, Russell Gage has been an absolute flop. Then you're looking at rookie wide receivers for the depth as Rakeem Jarrett is there, Trey Palmer. They both look really good, but are they really going to do much in the first year? Then the other tight ends on the roster, we've got David Wells, Co-Keefed, Payne Durham, Daphne Dominique. That doesn't even sound like a real person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is at tight end 32, um, I can see a realistic bump of his receptions going from 42 to around about 55 to 60. And I think that if you look at the the amount of targets from last year, that would put him in the top 10 in terms of targets and receptions. Um, And then when he was on the field and over 66% of snaps, and which was seven games, he averaged over seven targets a game. And I can see that happening again from this year because he's fully integrated in that offense. We're going to be playing from behind a hell of a lot come this season. Baker's going to be slinging it. Um, so, yeah, at tight end 32, he finished tight end 26 last year for context. So how is he not going to finish as tight end 32 above this year? It's, it's just impossible. So I think personally he's a, he's a top 24 option, so he's going to smash Titan 32, and then who knows if there's an injury to Godwin or Evans, which there always is, he could take on even more targets. So that's my flag plant. Yeah, it just goes to show how much of a laughing stock the Bucks are with Daffy Duck on their team, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, this this is a, this is a a cheating pick, you know. You've 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 gone scrolled all the way to the bottom and gone, oh yeah, he'll do it. You know, week one he comes out, he catches two passes for thirty yards and a touchdown, and already he's outscored t- tight end thirty two. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he, he's already done it. So um, I, I can't I can't really argue with the pick. And, and like you said in uh, when you were talking about tight uh, their second years when they normally sort of break out and or they step up. So. It's a, it's a great pick for me. I can't really pull it apart, you know? No, and I think realistically it would be higher up were people not scared of his quarterback situation. You know, I, I, it's obvious he's a tight one of the team. You know, he is going to catch a few touchdowns like he did last season. You know, he's already finished above the ADP that he's at here last season. You know... Again, I, I think that all tight end picks are cheating because it's such a it is such a shit show there. You know, anything can happen. And realistically, you know, you set foot on a field and you touch a football and you're tight in 32. I could be tight in 32. You know? it's, not, it's not difficult. So, you know, I'm not saying that I think K. Dotton's going to be tight end one, but of course he's going to outperform tight end 32. Yeah, there's, there's nothing for me to add on Kato. And just Tom Brady's name come up, it just got me uh, thinking, seeing him in a, in a pub in Birmingham watching the soccer this weekend. Oh, just... we're, not, we're not going to talk about that. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just so wrong. But um, What a guy. We'll come on to the final flag plant of the show. And we're going to have a quick fire game to actually establish who my pick is here. So you know that I'm a Carolina Panthers wide receiver fan. So just going to quick fire quick fire. Who have I picked? Go to you first, Max. Oh, get on the terrace. Terrace Marshall. Okay, Ali. GJ Chark. Okay, Paul. 
<laughs> Jonathan Mingo. Hannah? Well, I've only got one option left, but I don't think it's going to be this. But yeah. obviously, I'm going to say Adam Thielen. Okay, well, one of you is right, obviously. I'm not going to be <laughs> an idiot and go some deeper. Um, it's a guy, actually, that is really low down in the rankings, and I was going to speak about him, so I did cheat a little bit. But I've gone for Jonathan Mingo. I just think, why does he rate you too? <laughs> We're not calling you the winner, Paul. Um, <laughs> I, I never just, win anything. <laughs> I just, I, I'm really liking what the, the, the plan they've got for him, the fact that he's going to use the big slot. There's been really positive reviews out of camp. Obviously, I'll listen to that because it's positive. Um, wide receiver 82, it is a bit of a joke, but he's just someone that I feel he is a risky pick in Dynasty, but I think he has got potential to be really, really rewarding as... Someone that's going to grow with Bryce Young as an early second-round pick. Yeah, I just like Jonathan Mingo more than the consensus, so that's why I wanted to stick this one in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my suspicion is that he's probably not going to do a lot of the first half of the season, like um, a lot of these kind of lower-end rookie wide receivers do, and then kind of going through the, the the second half of the season, he's going to start to do more and more, as both of him, you know, and his QB kind of get more settled in the offense and, and get used to the NFL. But I can I can see him outperforming wide receiver eight two. He's not my favorite guy in the world, you know, coming out of the draft. But you know, who's there to kind of stop him? You know, Adam Thielen, who's running on one leg now. You know, there really is not not How much. Dare you. He's not much there. He's gonna, he's gonna, he, you know, he's gonna start getting these starter reps, and he is. I think he's gonna outperform my receiver eight too. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Hannah. I think he's definitely gonna um, outperform my receiver eighty two. Um, I do worry with that Carolina team. I think there's a lot of mediocre wide receivers in there, but. <laughs> just like to get that one in there um but yeah so he, he's he's not somebody that i want too much of but I'll, I'll, I'll quote ali again i want a piece of him just in case you know he is the perfect just in case sort of guy as well isn't he the lottery ticket but if he hits you've absolutely smashed it but yeah that's that's the flag plants for this year we've got the um unplants next week we're also going to bring you two wild card sections next week as well it's us five again so um yeah we're, we're not going to do any sort of outros or thanking anyone just yet um because we're all back here in a week's time but yeah one one pick i guess the people we are going to thank is the audience for for tuning in and just make sure that you're following and subscribing to us on x and on youtube at fancy wildcard and at wildcard dynasty and at wildcard rewind as well as i'll stick that in there as a goodwill gesture. So thank you very much. Join us for our show every Wednesday on this one. Have a great rest of your evening and we'll see you again soon. When you have the wild card, you have the power to change the game.